162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com. You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash zabe. Today on the Zabecast, Juan Soto turns down the most money ever offered. I will take a moment, catch my breath, and try to make sense of it. Another Rory heartbreak in the majors. My fair-haired Irish lad didn't quite choke, but he didn't get it done. All that plus a special guest with a Cam Young story you're going to want to hear. Your 30-minute uncensored bonus edition of Pure Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Here we go. Monday, July 18, 2022, welcome to Dead of Summer Week in Sports. Welcome to the All-Star Break. Welcome to Boo Ben Kanop Day coming up on Thursday. And welcome to the Monday after another Rory letdown. More on that in just a second, but I got to start with this Juan Soto story. Juan Soto turns down the Nationals' best last offer, even though they're two more years under control of him. He's got ARB 3 and ARB 4 to come. He makes $17 million now. He'll make probably $20 million arbitration-wise next year, and then 25 after that, whatever, a ton. But to turn down a 400 and $40 million plus contract is breathtaking. It is staggering. It is enough to make you go, what am I even, what are we looking at these days? And again, Soto is an incredible talent. And his agent is Scott Boris. So you know Scott Boris is going to get his client his money. It's what he does. He's not wrong to turn it down. But part of me thinks, 
how do we even know the world is going to be intact in two years by the way things are going right now with inflation on a runaway path with, you know, COVID still not gone. They want to mask people up again. They want to push more boosters. They want to get the midterm variant with, you know, countries that are rising up farmers in the Netherlands, the Sri Lanka stuff. I mean, there is uprisings all over the world, but the media doesn't want to report on it for obvious reasons. How do we know baseball is going to be this? Yay. The old ball game, man, I tell you what, you a power hitting corner infielder or outfielder, you could make a lot of money, 500, half a billion dollars. Like, how do we know that money will be there in two years? Yeah, in a normal functioning world. It doesn't feel like we're on that trajectory. Now, of course, all you have is a piece of paper, piece of paper that says we owe you a half a billion dollars. It doesn't, you know, if the world really gets off of its axis and really gets off the tracks, then that contract ain't going to mean shit. But it just is kind of crazy to think about. He'd probably be leaving at least $50 million on the table total right now by signing. By the time he gets ready to sign with a bigger market club, not that DC's a small market, but they're not in that mode of just spend whatever it takes. By the time he signs with whomever, after this trade that they're now going to explore and they're going to get a lot of assets for him as a two-year still-under-team-control player who's maybe the best slugger in baseball this side. Well, I don't want to mention Mike Trout since he's not as hot as he once was at the very moment, but still. Um, you know, he's going to make that money from somebody. But I don't know, man. How do you look at $440 million and go, eh, I think I'll wait. It's amazing. Now, I was thinking about this. So this has depressed my friends who are Nationals fans who sit and say, man, 2019, when we won the World Series, that doesn't seem like all that long ago, does it? Well, yes, it is now approaching three years ago and a pandemic that seemingly does not want to end if you are a certain political party and in charge of the current institutions in this country. So it is a long time ago in that regard. But what's interesting is my wife today is cleaning out, I think the living room, gave me this right here. The Sports Illustrated Commemorative Special Edition. Fight finished. Because that was their motto that year under uh, Davey Martinez. Finish the fight. The 19 and 31 Nats in late May got hot, turned it around, won the World Series in seven games against the powerhouse Astros with neither team winning a game on their home field. That was 2019. Now, with Soto on track to make 450, let's just call it five. You're going to make 500 million from somebody. Steve Cohen's going to pay that money with the Mets. The Dodgers will find that money. The Yankees will be in the running, although they're going to spend a lot on Judge, we assume, to keep him. Somebody's going to pay for Soto. 500 million. They've already lost Harper. 13 for 330 to the Phillies. They lost Rendon to the Angels, 7 for 245. After they traded Scherzer and Turner, Scherzer signs a 3 for 130 with the Mets in his age 37 season as a starting pitcher. And then Trey Turner is in his final year of arbitration. He's making 21 million, but he's the best shortstop in baseball. 
And already I've read articles that say he's going to cost an absolute mint because Texas paid Corey Seager 10 for 325. The Mets uh, paid um, uh, Francisco Lindor 10 for 341. And Turner's better than both of those guys. So let's just call Turner minimum 350 over 10 years or whatever. So where am I at on the numbers here? Uh, Soto, 450. Turner, 350. Harper, 330. Rendon, 245. Scherzer, 130. That's $1.495 million. $1,495 million. So you get that right. $1.5 billion is what it is. It's 1500000 No, wait. $1,500 million. It's a shitload of money. And this doesn't include the one guy the Nationals kept in Strasburg, seven for 245. I don't know if anyone has tracked this before, but all these guys were on this team. Oh, including Zimmerman was on the championship team, although he was at the end, but his salary was at the end of a pretty lucrative deal. So with Strasburg added to the mix, it's close to a $2 billion team in terms of what the total contracts going forward of the stars of the 2019 Nationals are going to be. Is that, question, is that the most expensive future championship team of all time? I'll hang up and listen to your math off the air. Think about that. The future contracts of that loaded-ass team that won the World Series in 2019 by the skin of their teeth, by the way, is going to be nearly $2 billion. That's staggering. Absolutely staggering. And that same team was 19 and 31 at one point. Wow. All right, let's get to the Rory disappointment. You know, golf is not a game of your dreams will come true just like you always wanted them to. No, 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 no. Golf is not that game. Golf's not a game of perfect. Golf's not a game of fair. Golf is not a game of, oh, that worked out just like it should have. Rory with the heartbreak. He did not choke, but he didn't get it done. On a day in which the old course, the old gray lady laid down, that old gal just slipped off her sundress and said, let's have fun today. The most benign weather day you could possibly find. And Rory shot 70. (laughs) I mean, like the worst score he could have possibly shot. Hit every green and led to start the day, still lost the tournament. Why? Because Cam Smith is a freak. He is a pencil-mustached, mullet-wearing, down-under, doesn't let anything get to him freak. He is the new Steph Curry. He has unlimited range. I believe Smith made like 230 feet of putts on Friday. Saturday, he sucked and shot 73, couldn't make anything, three-putting the first hole. And then Sunday was at one point making triple the amount of length of putts than Rory. And outputted Rory 26 to 36. I think that was the final number. Smith went 73-64 on the weekend to come from behind and win. Now, it did not help that uh, Victor Hovland basically laid down and took a nap right next to Rory. 
because that, I think, clearly put Rory in a little bit of a, okay, everything is fine. I'm just watching him. I got him. I'm two shots up on him. He's not hitting it real good, but I'm fine. And from behind, here comes Cam Smith, son of a bitch. Now, to me, the only big disappointment for Rory is the putt on 17. It never had a chance. Never had a chance online, never had a chance pace-wise. And what a moment that would have been. Nobody's burying 17. Hits a monster drive. Towering approach. Lands it pin high. Perfect look from 15 feet and lag putt. Oh! Especially when there was a little bit of a backstop where the road hole bunker rises up that he was putting right into. That was the putt to give it a run, and he lagged it. Son of a bitch. Golf is hard, man. Golf is hard. And then it was all disappointment after that. I'm going to talk about Cam Young in a second. Special guest coming on. He's got a great story about Cam Young, up close and personal. You're going to want to hear it. But this year has been the revenge of the we ones. Justin Thomas, winner of the PGA, 5'10", 160. That's it. Matt Fitzpatrick, U.S. Open, 5'10", 155, soaking wet with nickels in his pockets. And Cam Smith, 5'11", 172. Scotty Scheffler is the only big boy in the group, 6'3", 200. But these little pipsqueaks can absolutely move it, and they can golf their ball, as the saying goes. Also, it's the first time that all four major winners have been under the age of 30. The golf paradigm has shifted where you get some experience, you have some major heartbreaks, you kind of get your uh, nerves under you. And I mean, you're 32 years old, 33 is when you like win a major. That used to be the mode. (laughs) Not now. Scheffler, 26, Thomas, 29, Fitzpatrick, 27, Cam Smith, 28. And while Scheffler and Thomas bomb it, they're 18th and 14th respectively in driving distance with an average of 310 for Scheffler, 312 for Thomas. Fitzpatrick is 99th in driving distance, and Cam Smith is 104th. You might think, oh, yeah, they don't hit it that far. Oh, but their average is 299.4 and 298.6, so they're plenty long. It's 10 yards, and that's only when they hit driver. A lot of these guys don't hit driver on every hole, obviously. And that, you know, take away the four-par threes on most courses, although the old course only had two, it just doesn't really matter. They hit piss missiles even if they're not the longest guys on tour. And Cam Smith, greatest goddamn putter on the planet right now. It's unreal. The live guys faded. DJ's putting stunk on ice. Abe Anser had a decent finish. DeChambeau faded. Sergio made the cut, but it was a non-factor. Brooks missed the cut. Does he golf anymore? Bro, do you golf anymore? And uh, Phil was a disaster. And did not show up to the champion's dinner out of courtesy to the RNA, who apparently said, yeah, yeah, Phil, you know what you did with the Masters? Probably do that with us here, too. You can play, but we don't really want you. Now, to the most tired argument ever in golf, I have to address this. The old cars can't relate to the modern game. It's not tough enough. It's too easy. Okay. When could the old course 
relate to the modern game. Pros have been having their way with the old gal when the weather is down pretty much since daily in 95. I mean, it's been that way for 30 years. What's different now? Look, it's also, it is what it is, okay? It is a museum piece that thankfully we can still have a major tournament on and it doesn't suck. You want hard? Carnoustie's hard. The year that I believe Sergio lost in the playoff to uh, Paul Laurie uh, and Patrick Harris, no, did Harrington beat him that year? Whatever. There was a year at Carnoustie where it rained quite a bit, the rough was up, the fairways were narrow, and the superintendent said, okay, watch this. And it was carnage. Was that a great open championship? I don't remember shit from it other than the fact that it was hard and the pros were pitching. Hard doesn't mean good. You want pretty? Turnberry. That's your place for the British. You want stuffy? Muirfield. You want magical, though, and historic? It's the old course. The place was designed by sheep, as David Faraday said on the broadcast. Then an old man with a huge beard and whiskey on his breath went about expanding the greens to go, hey, you know, this golf is taking off, and uh, we could have more people playing if we just made the greens bigger. So he did. Old Tom Morse. Then he started playing the course backwards because why not? Let's go clockwise. Let's go counterclockwise. And this went on and on for 150 years. Like when people say, oh, the old course is too easy. I'm reminded of that meme of the kid eating the dry ramen noodles who schools dum-dum Chris Cuomo on CNN about the Constitution saying that the citizens have a right to peacefully assemble. Like, he's just chewing on ramens going, yeah, it's right, it's right there. It's, uh, it's in the, You just have to look it up. I love that meme. It's classic. And please, show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. And please. <laughs> the, the First Amendment, you just got to look it up, Mr. Como. <laughs> By the way, has anyone ever eaten ramen? dry, sprinkling the super concentrated high sodium content spice right on it like that kid. Is that disgusting? I'm seriously curious. Has anyone done that? It's right there, people. The old course. Of course it doesn't relate to today's game. It is not the, hey, we just just built this course to fight 300-yard drives and launch monitors and fitness regimens and the global onslaught of great athletes playing the game at an insanely high level course. It's the old course. Okay. Like I said, it's a museum piece that thank God still provides a wonderful stage with some interesting golf and a lot of different holes. You can play different ways, which guys did. It's a miracle, frankly, besides how would you combat 70 yards a run out when they've had a hot, dry summer like this? What are you going to do? 70 times 10 holes alone, not even counting uh, the other eight. <laughs> That's 700 more yards. The 8,000-yard course. They don't have the room for it. Besides, guys are hitting irons anyway on many of the holes. Plus, think about the first and the 18th. The first and the 18th is both amazing and stupid and boring, and yet beautiful and amazing. 
These holes are never, ever, ever going to be anything but pushovers. It is a giant square of hard grass in the middle of town, flanked by a road and buildings and the RNA clubhouse and then the beach where they film Chariots of Fire. That's all it is. Okay? So there's two holes that can never be made harder. Nine is the flattest, easiest hole and flattest, easiest green I've ever played on. My buddy Daryl, Mr. 3830, pant size of champions. He eagled it when we played there in 2018. Of course, he was playing 275 and downwind, but still. I had a look at Eagle, missed it, still pissed off about that. If the rain had fallen, if the wind had blown, it would have been a lot different. Now, you can make the old cars harder, I'll tell you how. Be controversial. You irrigate the rough along the left side coming home. Oh, okay, now all of a sudden, we got a ball game. Guys are hitting it left all day into the wispy stuff with no penalty, with no concern. And you make those guys actually hit those fairways with OB right and perhaps a hurting wind. Oh, now we've got something to talk about. But they're not going to irrigate the rough. They're going to take it as God and weather allows it to be. You could plant some more gorse. You could plant some more heather. I guess you could dig a few more pot bunkers. By the way, every pot bunker that's on the course, they haven't been there since, you know, 150 years ago. They've added some along the way. In fact, they added Cheap's Bunker, or they redid it. They kept talking about Cheap's Bunker. I love the uh, Azinger line. If a bunker has a name, you generally don't want to be in it. <laughs> so the guy who owned the old course land, uh, Cheap, with an E on the end, sold it. Uh, he had a bunker named after him, I think, on number two. And they like expanded it, and redid it, and then they added another tee box that was 50 yards back to make the hole more challenging. I'm reading this late last night after drinking some Southern Comfort and Diet and having a great old Saturday night, and I'm reading Golf Digest, talking about all the changes to the course over the years, and they said, lo and behold, <laughs> once they made that hole longer, and they added, they, they redesigned Cheap's Bunker, it, uh, it played easier. Weird. So again, it gets back to the hole, who cares? Who cares? Low score wins, period. That's it. Was the course patently unfair? Was it stupid? Was it boring? No, no, and no. Did the leaderboard include a bunch of guys who stink or are not playing well this week? No, and no. Was there forward and backward movement on the weekend on the leaderboard? Absolutely. Guess what? Home run, great venue. We'll see you next time. They're coming back. What are you going to do? Relegate the old course? To the scrap heap with Prestwick? (laughs) Who's proposing that? So what's your point? People that complain about it's too easy. It can't contend with the modern game. What What are you proposing? Take it out of the rota? Now, they may not come back in five years. They may may come back in eight. Tiger said they're not going to be back here for eight years. And everyone started scratching their heads saying, "Was was that announced or no? So they may be back in five, five or eight. Either way, they're coming back. I enjoyed the tournament. It's heartbroken for Rory. Had a stomach ache after it went down. I went out and mowed the lawn, and that's that. It is what it is. Besides, did you see the great, great granddaughter of old Tom Morris looking out the window of the flat above the shop where old Tom once lived? The shop where he fashioned crude niblicks and mashies and stuffed feathery golf balls full of top hats of wet feathers? 
Sheila Walker is the woman's name. My friends, that is the stuff of magic. Who effing cares about the scores? To par. If you're one of those people, do us all a favor. Shut your face and find something more interesting to talk about. Or better yet, read about how the course has evolved over the years and edumacate yourself just a little bit. With that, we take a break. On the other side, Jason Coughlin of Wisconsin's Golf Trips. He had an encounter with the volcanic Cam Young at the U.S. Open this year as an official scorer. And you will enjoy hearing this story. You are listening to the ZabeCast Quality Words. Interesting conversations delivered digitally right to your ears. 162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Four! I love this song. Good old Bing Crosby, straight down the middle. Who knew that he sang a song about hitting one straight down the middle? It is my distinct pleasure now to welcome on Jason Coughlin, founder, CEO, and chief problem solver for Wisconsin Golf Trips and WisconsinGolfTrips.com. Jason, how would you like the open, my friend? Dave, it uh, lived up to the billing on Sunday, didn't it? It sure did. So, last week, Jason was kind enough to have me at his club, North Hills Country Club in uh, Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. Beautiful course. A Parkland Classic. Site of the long-running Lombardi Invitational up there, which is like the largest gathering of ex-Packers anywhere, annually, right? I would think so. Yeah, Yeah, it would have to be. Exactly. And I got roundly thrashed by his daughter, Rachel, who uh, plays at Central Michigan. 
I believe the final damage was six and five, six and four. She was like Cam Smith. She never missed. She six made every four, putt she looked at. Six and four, and it wasn't even that close. <laughs> it wasn't even that close. Exactly right. Okay, so while we're playing, Jason, who, by the way, if you are ever looking to book a golf excursion to the great state of Wisconsin, now home to how many courses in the top 100 places you can play, Jason? 10, 10, 10 of the top 100 public courses in the United States, Dave. Phenomenal. And uh, if you want to book a, uh, an excursion to hit them, some of them, all of them, part of them, uh, WisconsinGolfTrips.com is the place to go. So, Jason, in his spare time, while he's being a businessman, father, a golfer, a guy recovering from a nasty car accident, uh, you're still, what, 80% now off of that? Oh, let's go with 60. How about 60? 60. Okay, all right, 60. <laughs> Reconstructed leg. Not as bad as Tiger, but it was bad. But I, bad. I admire you limping around out there. Um, Jason, in addition to, to doing all of this, hooked into, not long ago, but how many years ago now is it that you hooked into before, this gig? Yeah, before the U.S. Open at Aaron Hills is when the uh, USGA butt-kissing began. Right. Yes. 2017, Jason uh, started bus but kissing the USGA to become an official scorer. Now, what is an official score? Well, it's an somebody. Offic- I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. An official walking score for the United States Golf Association. There's about 70 people on the committee, and um, you get invited to events that need walking scores, uh, not just the U.S. Open, but the Mid Am, the Senior Open, Women's Open, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Now, this is not just, oh, la, 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 walk down the <laughs> fairway at a major and have a scorecard on my hand and say, oh, Rory, what'd you have? Four? Good. Okay. No, 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 no. This is an electronic, digital, connected sort of iPad of sorts that you've got to keep track of all kinds of information on, right? A lot, a lot. I think I think people people see there's two people usually walking at majors with groups, and there's usually the a person carrying the sign that has the scores that are that are you know put up on a sign so people can see them if they're watching the that, group live. That's called that's, the standard bearer, right? That is correct. That is correct. That's usually usually a kid, but sometimes an adult. But um, at the U.S. U.S. Opens, it's 21 and under, and then there's also a person walking with the group that is the official timekeeper, scorekeeper, watching all shots of all players. That is correct. And that would be you as a volunteer, by the way. Get paid nothing for this. <laughs> Even have to pay for their own shirts for each event and pay for their travel and their lodging, but it's the greatest gig in the world if you love golf as much as Jason. Okay. It, so you start it, it is yeah, yeah, it's a degenerate a de- degenerate golfer's dream come true. There's right. no doubt about it. So you start doing this in 2017 and you said, "Okay, I'm going to now that I've hooked into this great gig, I'm going to do whatever it takes to stay on the horse." And so you've been to every US Open since then, right? Everyone you're allowed to go to. Yeah, I mean, they obviously the last couple of years for COVID COVID hurt, but I uh, was out at Pebble in 19 and okay. uh, have pretty much told the USGA I'm, I'm committed to doing every open moving forward okay. for sure. And you do a great job. However, at times things get hairy. So you're up at, Bro- <laughs> you're up at Brookline for this year's US <laughs> Open. And the first round you said you got three sort of qualifier guys who were getting their lunch handed to them by Brookline, by the country club. <laughs> 76, 78, 79. So, so I was, uh, the, the, my fingers were magically flying across that little, uh, phone app to, uh, insert scores, lots of geometry. Now you're, you're watching all three guys. 
And you're All also you're giving a, a sort of an estimate. You're not shot link, but you're giving a secondary backup number of here's how far he was on shot number two for all three guys, right? Right. So it starts yeah. out on the tee box. We choose whether or not – well, actually, it starts before the round starts. You choose the clothing each player wears. We have to keep track of clothing so that people that TV are far knows. away – Yeah, the laser operators can know who's, who's got the red hat on, who's got the black shirt on, so they can, they can tell who's hitting if, they're, if they don't know the golfer as well. And then we decide I, – I go for the tee shot. I put in driver, fairway, wood, or iron off every tee. And then from there on, it's pretty much registering where every ball comes to rest and what what the lie is that they're playing from on every okay. shot. All right. Now, this score that Jason and his fellow volunteers are keeping on their little electronic pad is not official, obviously, that you have to sign for your card at the end of the day. But it is real time, and it's the main point of information distribution to the world, to every service, every website, every organization that subscribes to it. So it's important stuff to get out there and get it right, right away, right? A hundred percent. They do a training every year. Even if you've done it 50 times, you have to sit there for a two hour training to refresh your mind. Yes. Okay. So first day, three guys, they're shooting high seventies. It's a, you know, the first flying, but you're handling it. Okay. And you're like, okay, I got it. It was a little dicey, but you got it right. And by got the way, it. your job does not allow you once the hole is over, to go, all right, fellas, what'd you have on that hole? Like you like you would with your buddies. There's no talking to the players. You need to watch and know what they had, right? You, you need to know what they have, and you definitely would never talk to a player uh, and inquire. And in an emergency situation, you, you may glance and catch the eye of a caddy and maybe – Maybe if you're lucky, you can catch fingers. the eye of a caddy and right, go, hold up oh. some fingers and give them a little wide-eyed, like, is that correct? And, and move forward. <laughs> right. But that's about it. That's right. about it. Right. Okay. So now we, we fast forward to round number two, and you have drawn the guy who eagled 18 today at cool. the Open, Jeez. Cam Young. <laughs> now, Cam Young finished just out of the playoff. At, P- at the PGA, and Cam Young is on the on the move right now. This this dude is gonna be legit, unbelievable bomber. I had never really known about him or heard yeah. about him until this year. And I, on the one hand, he he looks like a surly dick, but maybe he's just quiet. On the other hand, I think he's gonna be my second favorite player of all time. Oh, really? But really? because because he hits it so outrageously high and so far. He he is such a badass. But that said, you draw him on Saturday or no Friday, 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 Friday. and it is not going well for Cameron Young. We it, let you it, pick it, up it the story not. from here. What hole are I, we on? I had Joaquin Neiman, Will Zalatoris, and Cameron Young. Great, great group. Cameron Young started out pretty much screwing the pooch from the first tee shot. Uh, he was. Not finding fairways, not hitting greens, not making putts. I believe he was four over through the first nine holes. They started on the back nine, so we we went started on hole ten, mm-hmm. and he was very much looking like a cut was not in his in his wheelhouse on this particular event. So we got up on the third hole, long par four, a strange hole, one of those conglomerate holes that the USGA put together at Brookline uh, that doesn't really exist in real life, but they used it for the tournament. And uh, Mr. Young hits a huge drive down the left side, but puts it into the wispy hay, 
about knee high, high knee high, wispy, rough. Uh, that, that's not wispy. That's nasty. That's it, gunch. It's nasty. He's it's in the nasty. gunch. Okay. He's in the gunch. And, you know, you or I, Zabe, with a ball a foot and a half below our feet, out of the lie that that guy had, we'd be looking for every source of unplayable eye drops we could take. Like, there was no way this ball was going to come out. But he's Cam Young. You saw what he played like today. He's just about, he just gets in there and just grinds it out. He just plays he plays right. his game. He's a tough kid. So you're watching and this from the middle of the fairway because you've got to watch two other guys. I gotta see him. Yeah, you, I gotta you, see him. Right. You can't go run over there and take a closer look. You're kinda eyeballing him from a bit of a distance. I, I you know, the the job is you've got to hit the button. They want you to hit the button within a second of when that shot is played. They, they want their timestamps correct. They want people following the stuff online to know what's happening. So Within a yeah, second? Well, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the general rule. You want, you want to be – so whether I'm 50 yards away or 5 feet away, I, if I, as long as I can see him take that swing and hit it, I'm usually good, you, usually, as we'll get to here in a second. So on that particular hole – he gets up to his ball. I look at my standard bear and I'm shaking my head like this guy's crazy. He tries to advance it down the fairway. He hits, he hits it about 15 feet and leaves it in the hay, in the nasty stuff. So I'm like, good, you know, go figure. You know, what a shock. Right. So he looks at it again, decides he can't advance it, comes out sideways. We have to back up a little bit and he comes out to the fairway. So he's playing his fourth shot on the par four from about a buck 70 and hits a good shot but misses the green right. Now, again, the part that you and I were texting about today uh, and during the tournament about how the announcers were talking about Cam Young as this level-headed... <laughs> real quiet. You, know, you, wouldn't real know, quiet. you wouldn't know You'd if never he's know. up or down. You would beg to differ because I, you saw I him... I saw the opposite. You I saw, saw opposite. him running hot this day. He, okay. he, up in, on the first 11 holes, he at least slammed the club his driver into the tee box, the teeing ground at least twice hard enough that I thought he was trying to break it on purpose. <laughs> so he was, he was hot under the collar two yeah. different other times. He took an iron after hitting a poor iron, held it horizontally with two hands and was moving his knee in an effort of, I wish I could break this over my knee. So I'm not exaggerating, not exaggerating. So this is the, this is the guy I'm watching hitting his fourth shot onto a par four on the back nine of Friday's event, missing the green. And he wants to kill somebody. <laughs> he, he is just not looking at anybody. So I have a guy, the other gentleman that walked with our group that, that day was, there was a gentleman from NBC sports that was tracking, you know, doing just general tracking of what clubs guys might be hitting or, or just as a backup to the, the people the, the television guys, the cameramen, what's going on? So he had his, you know, he's tuned in with them, helping them out. And he and I walk together most of the, most of the day. So Cam Young misses his fourth shot. He's in a part of the green between, you got the green, then you got the fringe, then you've got some heavy rough and a bunker. The heavy rough was maybe about a foot and a half wide. So in this tiny little stretch on the back right of the green. So hold on. He's there, one in the shit. Two fifteen feet forward, three out to the fairway, four up greenside into more shit, five still in the shit. Whoa, 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 whoa. We don't know yet. We didn't get there yet. Okay. So I and the NBC guy and the standard bearer, you know, you position yourself where to go next. You know, obviously 
like any good golfer, if the hole is, if the next hole is behind you, you're going to wait at the front of the green and wait for the group to come with you. And that's the situation here. The fourth tee box was way back to our left, and Cam Young was deep right onto the third green. So I figured, well, I can see him from here. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go stand over my nor- where my normal normal position is at the exit for this hole. And that's when the fireworks happen. So that is when Mr. Young. And Steve, Steve, you saw me mimic this when we played together. I saw Cam Young take two swings in about a second. Shut maybe up. a second, maybe a second and a half. So a whack, whack, just like he, that. He hit it so fast that, and again, I was about forty feet from this. He hit it so fast. I looked at the NBC guy and I just looked around like a, a chicken with my head cut off. Like, what just happened? What, 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 did, what, what the hell was that? What was that? <laughs> I look at the NBC guy. I said, did he hit that twice? And he's like, I, maybe. And I said, no, wait a second. Wait a second. If I said to him, I remember saying, if, I, if he would have hit that thing twice with how angry he is right now, I can't imagine that he would have just not uh, reacted. Uh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Young. Uh, was that two shots? Uh, I couldn't see. I was over on the back of the green because we're heading this way anyway. I just wouldn't mind if you told us what. So you were like, it, it, I'm not going to ask him. So now listen, you've got a, listen, now you've listen. got a dilemma. Now you've got a listen. dilemma. You've got a dilemma. you got a dilemma. What are you going to do? Are you going to record pink, pink? Two shots in the span of one second from the time it happens as they have tasked you to do, or are you going to wait and ask them? Uh, you know, it's, it, things happen fast, and, you know, you see that happen. You know, again, every pro you've ever seen, duff a shot, blade a shot, flub a shot, whatever, what do they do? They step away, they regroup. Right. You know, but, again, knowing the context of this guy's day, that's the only, he was, he was so furious. He knew he had totally screwed up. He knew it was over. Screw it. I'm just going to hit it. You know, I'm not even going to, I just duffed one. I'm going to hit it again. Boom. But I so was in, he I goes, had no he goes, idea. All right. So he go, you have no idea. He goes to finish out the hole and now you're walking with the group to the next tee. You, I put him in for a seven. I put him in for a seven. Put him in for a the seven. End. You, you counted one shot, one not swing. two. I counted one swing and two putts for seven. I, I, I told my NBC guy, that's what I'm registering. He says, I think you're right, but let's see if we can get a hold of the, let's see if we can get up and get the caddy's attention. <laughs> they scream by us up the hill to the four T. I mean, they, what do you Stomping. think this guy's caddy's doing? What do you think his caddy's oh. only way, goal is at this point? By the way, I think I saw news out of him that he fired his caddy before the, the British Open. I'm gonna look that up while you talk. You're making this. You're making that up. I, I, I swear to God, I think I saw that Come nugget on. somewhere, and I chuckled, going, "Oh boy, that's the caddy that." <laughs> that is not true. Okay, all right, well, I'll, I'll look Come that up. But okay, so so they start. They storm past you. They're both running on the hat, hot. Oh, the caddy oh. doesn't want to say anything. Cam Smith is super pissed. He's on his way to trunk slamming, and you're now thinking, "Well, fuck. What do I do for a score?" So. <laughs> You, you, you let I, you I, let the I score sit. You, you thought it was yeah. good, so you let the score sit as a seven. Then later in the round, what happens? But so, Cam Young yeah, jars it <laughs> for an ace well, on what hole? Let, let's start. Let's go from the next couple holes. So he had six holes left. After that third hole, he's sitting at plus nine. The cut's probably going to be in that plus three, plus four range. 
the caddy wants nothing. The, the way the tee box set up on four, you, you couldn't get anywhere near him. As soon as Cam Young teed off third, they were bolting. So I'm like, well, I guess that seven's in. We're just going to go on. So he pars that hole four. He birdies five. And then jars six, the par three. <laughs> Pandemonium. You can only imagine, if you see the replay, anybody listening to this, if you go look at the replay of Cam Young, Cam Young hole-in-one, Brookline, hole six, you can see that look on his face of, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me after this day. That's the shot that goes in. Great. You know, he was just a, he was, you know, high-fiving, but it was like, not that excited, not like you and I. Okay. Steve Zay would make a hole in one. It's crazy time. That is that so, is true. You, you're the hole in one whisperer, my friend. I'm the whisperer. I'm you the whisperer. The whisper. so, you saw me have one at the bowl, and now you've seen right. uh, Cam Young have one. Okay, so at least now there is a little bit of 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 uh, steam that has been released through the uh, the failsafe valve of what a stupid game, ha ha ha. <laughs> what happens next? He wa- so after the celebration. He comes walk. The best part of the story, I think, is he comes walking back behind the camera that picks up the players all high five and, and he walks back. He kind of just walks back behind the tee box to kind of just collect his thoughts because he doesn't know where his mind is. He walks by me. I shake I pull out my hand. He shakes my hand. And I look him dead in the eye and say, what a stupid game. And he says to me, I really fucking hate it sometimes. That's what, that's what his, that's con- his quote was. It's great. Then he gets up on hole seven, short par four, hits the snot out of one, <laughs> makes birdie on seven. So now he's gone four under through three holes. <laughs> and after he makes birdie on seven, the eighth tee box is this elevated tee box for the par five. And he gently comes up to the tee box as the other guys are putting out, and he approaches me and the NBC gentleman, and he says very calmly, by the way, you've got my score wrong on the scoreboard, on the, on the, the standard bearers sign. And I'm like, he goes, yeah, I duffed that shot back on three. Wow. And my heart just sank. My, it's the first time I've ever had to report a mistake as a, as a walking score. And you might say that's a pretty, you know, it's not an egregious error. You didn't mix the players up like no. some of these old ladies that do the job and stuff like that. You but I, I, didn't in like his favor. I didn't enjoy it. You erred in his favor, at least. That's true. That's true. I tried to you help erred, him make the cut. You erred on the side of not a lunatic to take this two swings within a second and a half of each other. This is true. Okay. This is true. So it was then at that point that you said to the caddy something. I the the gentleman from no the gentleman from NBC said to Cameron Young, you know, we thought there was a chance, but we quite honestly. We were afraid to ask you about it. And Cam Young looked him dead in the eye and said, that was really smart on your part. (laughs) So can I root for this guy going forward? Because I kind of want to, even though he runs hot. I think you got him. Then he birdies eight. He birdies eight and then has a putt for birdie on nine, but misses it and misses the cup by a stroke. So that's my Cam Young U.S. Open story. Well, uh, here's your nugget there. Mr. Coughlin. Young had his good friend Scott McKeon on the bag, but he turned up at the Open Championship with a new bag man, Chad Reynolds, who has worked for Keegan Bradley and VJ Singh. So that caddy is gone, and it was his good friend as well.
Man, he might, he might he might be a mega prick. He might be a total Todd, but shit, he hits it so high and so far. I don't know. I might have to root for this guy, but damn, is he good and and just eagled eighteen like a baller Man, on Sunday. What a what a finish! What a finish! All right, WisconsinGolfTrips.com. Use it. Go there. Go see the great state of Wisconsin and all the great golf there. I will not be the last time, Mister Coughlin. Great story. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. All right, buddy. See you. See you now. Let's end on this today. Everything I once knew as a kid about snake bites is apparently wrong. When I was a kid, snakes, sharks, and airplanes comprised approximately 86.4% of my waking hour thoughts. The other 14% was probably on Little League Baseball, but whatever. Snakes in particular, fascinated by them. And I would always remember... I would see in the back of these, I don't know, magazines I would get, maybe comic books or something. I don't know where I saw these ads, but they were ads for snake bite kits. And the snake bite kits would include three things. A razor blade to cut an X at the point of the wound. A little suction cup to suck the venom out. And a tourniquet to apply to the extremity that got bit. Apparently, don't do any of that. And don't try to suck the poison out either. A six-year-old boy sadly died as a result of a rattlesnake near Colorado Springs this weekend. It's so rare that only five people in the U.S. die annually from venomous snakes on about 7,000 to 8,000 bites per year. But they have this whole thing about, okay, what to do if a person is bitten by a rattlesnake? And it's things like, Find a place where the victim can lie flat and rest comfortably and encourage the victim to remain calm and offer reassurance. Okay. If in a group, send one member to notify local emergency staff and the nearest hospital. Do not leave the victim alone in order to get help. (laughs) Can you imagine that? All right, just stay here. I'm going to go find help. The snake may be around. There may be more. If the hospital treatment is more than 30 minutes away and the bite is on a hand, finger, foot, lower arm, or leg, a wide elastic bandage can be used as a pressure dressing. Who says I got that with me if I'm out hiking? And wait a minute. If the bite is on a hand, finger, foot, or lower arm, or leg, where the fuck else would it be? (laughs) What is a rattlesnake going to do? Jump up and bite you on the dick? Bite you on the neck? On the back? Of course it's going to be in one of those places. Try to keep the bite location even with the heart. Raising it above the heart will increase the spread of venom into the body, and swelling will increase if it's kept below the heart level. Okay. Here's the best on what not to do if you're bitten by a rattlesnake. Do not apply oral suction to the bite. Such action has the potential to introduce harmful bacteria into the wound that could cause sepsis. Do not make any sort of incision into or around the bite marks. This will only increase trauma to the bite location. Well, there goes that. Do not apply a narrow constrictive tourniquet such as a belt, shoelace, or cord. Restricting blood flow in this manner puts the bitten extremely at a high risk put puts the bitten extremity at a high risk for amputation. Okay. So in other words, every snake bite kit I ever saw as a kid in any magazine was complete voodoo science. The worst thing to do. 
says, do not give the victim anything to eat or drink unless approved by a physician. Can I have some water? I don't know. I'm trying to call your doctor on the phone to see if that's okay. Just give me a fucking drink for God's sakes. Then there's this. Do not assume that a bite is not serious or that treatment can be delayed. (laughs) Who the fuck would think that? Ah, it's fine. Just got bit by a rattlesnake. Let's keep hiking. I'll deal with this later. I don't want to go all the way back to the car. Hey, uh, hey, Bill, you going to go see that uh, doctor about that rattlesnake bite? Yeah, no, it's going to go. Uh, it's going to go Monday, but uh, his office is busy. I'll probably go later in the week. Going to be down that way anyway. I got to go to Home Depot. This is the best bit of advice from this Yahoo story about what to do if you're bitten by a rattlesnake. Quote, do not waste time or take any additional risks attempting to kill or capture the offending snake. <laughs> Why the fuck would you do that? God damn it, you're going to fucking die. You just bit my kid. It's a rattlesnake's too. You don't have to say, well, what kind of snake was it? I don't know, made a real big noise, like a rattle on the end of its tail. I think it was a, uh, I think it was a viper, or maybe it was a, a king cobra, or uh, maybe it was, uh, I don't know, a black mamba. It's a rattlesnake, you dumb shit. Don't waste time taking risks to attempt to kill or capture the snake. Very sorry to hear about that six-year-old boy that's very, very tragic, but very rare. One of only five per year in the U.S. That is it for today. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to the Zabecast. Welcome to the dead of summer and to All-Star Week and Boo Ben Kanop Week, where we celebrate the greatest heckle in the history of heckles. Thanks for listening. Rate and review as always if you can. Tell a friend, and we will see you next time. And think of the summers of the past. Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast. Pop in my CD and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back because it's summertime. One hundred and sixty-two games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple: deposit three hundred dollars and play with two hundred dollars instantly. Just use promo code Zabe to claim a my bookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com.